Thanks for checking out the Brad and John Show podcast. This segment of the show is brought to you by John Combest's book, Stalking, Harassment, Internet Trolling, A Guide to Recovering and Rebuilding After Online Attacks. It's a great reference if you've ever been the unfortunate target of a social media attack. It's available on Amazon. Just search John Combest. That's C-O-M-B-E-S-T. John Combest, and the book will show up in your search results. Now it's time for another segment of the Brad and John Show. Can you handle it? It's me, Egbert, once again. I'm the new owner of this station. I went out and hired the best talk radio consultant, Jeff Allen from News Talk STL, and told him to hire the worst talent he could find. Jeff did exactly as I told him. Ladies and gentlemen, here are Brad and John. Okay, John, what do you high think? Praise. What do you, high praise. What do you think of that one? I love it. It's great. <laughs> that was endorsed by Jeff Allen and the entire the entire staff of Zimmer and Odyssey and uh, no, he's not you know, an Intercom he, and let's name some other and and also Blockbuster. He's not an Intercom any or Odyssey. He's he's his, he's his own thing now. Okay, you know what? I got a problem this morning. I'm dealing with it since last night. I'm sort of in pain. I have a problem with my one eye. It's driving me oh, nuts. No. And you know, when I look at the camera here, oh, that's right. There's no camera in the studio. <laughs> <laughs> not yet. Okay. Brad, not yet. We got a bunch of things to talk about. Let me run through them. Uh, NPR January sixth. Okay, Friday and then Saturday. I'm a listener to NPR. First off. Okay, let's do some fact-checking. In one of the reports, they said there were five police officers killed during the, uh, the event on January 6, 2021. Five police officers? That's Did, not true. I, I, once again, I'm going like, I heard that. I'm going like, that's BS. That can't be true. What, here's what they say, and here's how they justify that. There was, there was the one guy who they said was hit in the head with a, what, a fire extinguisher. And once again, I'm not condoning any of this. Right, I'm just saying, sure. journalistically, let's be honest. Be accurate. Sure. Right. The one guy got hit in the head, and they claimed that he died the next day. Well, it turned out that wasn't the case. He had like a heart attack or something like that, which had nothing to do with the fact he got hit in the head. And then they said there's some other police officers who you know uh, were, were injured and, and ultimately died died well you know once again if i'm doing this radio show and three weeks from today i have a car accident you know it and, means john combest killed you right and, and <laughs> someone says he was killed on his radio show i go no That's i was right. driving there's my a car. direct correlation between the beginning of this show and then two months later you bite the big one well you know, see and the whole thing was and you know here's the thing okay were these guys stupid with what they did Yes, they were. They right. some of you know, and not and but the, the sad, some of them were. Yeah, I mean the ones who were violent for sure. Right, exactly. Do not condone that. Wrong, 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 wrong. Forty-two ways from Sunday, what they did was wrong. If they're punching police officers, and they were, if they were, you know, uh, and yep. some of them were using bear spray and stuff like that, and the cops, wrong, 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 wrong. But by the same token, the Democrats just keep rehashing this January 6th thing and the and the insurrection and Donald Trump. And, right. and what, Josh, let's not forget, there's always an upcoming election. So now it's Josh Hawley. Right. And he's him running through. If you remember, there's that one video clip of him right. running through the, the, the office building, the Senate office building or something to go to the safe place or whatever the whole deal with that is. And and once again, the interesting thing that never comes out, they'll never talk about this about NPR, is that Trump suspected there could be some problems, uh, you know, on January 6th. And he wanted to call out the National Guard. And and, and it was shot down by Nancy Pelosi, Pelosi and also Muriel Bowers, the mayor of D.C. Am I making that up or what? Right. You're right. 
And, and once again, they could have, and Trump's the guy who said, I think we should call out the National Guard. And Muriel Bowser was quoted as saying she didn't like the optics of that. They didn't want to have the National Guard in D.C. It made D.C. look terrible. And Nancy Pelosi said no. So to a certain extent, you can say that maybe the, the January 6th thing was a setup, that they did that on purpose, that they you know they didn't want to bring in the National Guard. They knew there was going to be some problems, and they essentially, they're essentially going to lay this on Trump's feet. Um, you know, and one once again, it's and, and here I'm the guy. I'll say up front, Trump did a lot of stupid stuff. Okay, let's be honest with you. Yeah. He's he's done a lot of stupid stuff, you know. But by the same token, it's to the point where it's like, okay, I heard I can't remember who I heard talking about this whole deal with the the Colorado Supreme Court kicking Trump off the ballot, which is interesting because he's not because the deal was there was a deadline they had to make and they missed the deadline. So Trump is on the ballot as far as the the um, the 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 primary is concerned in Colorado. And the gal who kicked him off was that Maine? Was it the Secretary of State? Yeah, it was Maine. Maine. Yep. She's not. She's not even an attorney. Did you know that? She's not even right. an attorney, yeah. and she's making legal. Well, he was involved with the insurrection. Isn't there something in our Constitution, or the Bill of Rights, that essentially says, "Innocent until proven guilty by a jury of your peers"? Isn't that one of the one of the the columns in in that holds up essentially this great country we called called the United States of America that that as opposed to England, where they'd pull you before the judge and judge would say, guilty, you know, and off you go to the gulag. Well, you know, to steal a phrase from the 9-11 era, we used to say 9-11 changed everything. That was the cliche. So for Democrats, they would say that January 6th changed everything and that you had a a, a tyrant and his sycophants in the U.S. Senate that were supporting an insurrection. And you know this, Brad. You can take, if you have five hours of video you could take both sides could find if you think that there's one side and another side you could find hours of people acting civilly and as norm mcdonald said respecting the velvet ropes at the capitol these violent insurrectionists respecting the velvet ropes and then you could also have an idiot with a fire extinguisher hitting a cop exactly And there's always there's always the crazy nutbag. It's just like when I used to be. It's involved, like the Ferguson riots, Brad. Well, it, it, man, and I was there. There's nobody knows that better than I. I was there. I don't know how many. I mean, a dozen times or something like that. I was there the night that the verdict came out, you know, that that uh, Bob McCullough, you know, the verdict of, you know, yep. they're not going to charge uh, the police officer the whole bit. I was there. I saw stuff happen. I saw the cops stand there and take it. I saw buildings burnt to the ground because guess what? The National Guard or the Missouri National Guard, wherever they were, and the police and the firefighters were told to stand down. Yep, stand down and let it happen. They just were told to just let the rioters have at that area and they did it's just property they said it's just property. it's just property right well you know okay right whatever okay a uh, bunch of stuff to talk about sad thing we talked about this last week odyssey officially filed for bankruptcy yesterday mm. and what they do is they have if you know this about they fire chapter 11 which means that they're going to reorganize and they had what they call a pre-packaged bankruptcy which means they go in the bankruptcy they already have everything all done and essentially what's going to do is they're going to shed a lot of debt they're going to go in with their debt holders and essentially the debt holders will be essentially become the owners of the company but i guess the thing that always bothers me about this is that there was a quote in the official was a r- report i read yesterday that talked about that no changes at at the company okay 
How is that even possible? Well, no changes at the company. If I went into bankruptcy, I would lose my company. If I yeah. went into bankruptcy, I would lose these radio stations. I'd lose everything that I have that's involved with this company. It would be gone. I mean, they, yep. the court would take it away from me. But once again, too big to fail. And yep. and I'm not making fun of Odyssey. You know, I think what they've done, they do they do a great operation. They own Y98, KZK, KMOX. They are a good operation in the respect that they put out a excellent product. Their new app is probably the best app, as far as I'm concerned, of any app in streaming and podcasts. You know, the Odyssey app. They do an excellent job, but yet. They got themselves in trouble when they bought the CBS stations. They, you know, once again, this happened where CBS wanted to get out of the radio business. The, at the time, it was a company called Intercom. They changed their name to Odyssey afterwards. They thought, wow, they've got all these great stations. They bought, uh, they, they, they took out a loan, I, went, I think like $1.8 billion with a B, and mm-hmm. bought the radio stations. And unfortunately, the radio stations that they own now are worth a fraction of that. Hence, when they were able to go through this prepackaged bankruptcy, and they shed, I think the Right off the top of my head, I think they were like a $1.9 billion uh, as far as their debt's concerned. And I think they're going to end up coming out of bankruptcy with about $350 million worth of debt. So in other words, they got rid of you know, more than three-fourths of their debt load, uh, which would allow them to operate. And you know, once again, you and me would never have that opportunity if if we ran a company right. that we, you know, under Chapter 11, uh, the courts would essentially, uh, the way it works is they were, were, would appoint a receiver, uh, the court would solicit bids for someone else to come along, somebody else would come along, write a check, and say, okay, it's my radio station now, but that's not the way it works with the big companies like that. And I hate to see that because now of the top five radio companies, Three of them have either gone through bankruptcy, having gone through, that would be iHeart and Cumulus, and one of them is now in bankruptcy. But they claim, according to the article I read, uh, they're going to be out of bankruptcy by February. So we'll just have to wait so and see will, what happens So will there be a fire sale on any of their stations? No, no, no. They're, 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 it's the same thing that happened to Odyssey and, or not Odyssey, with, with iHeart and with, with Cumulus. Now, the, so nothing will change? Well, what they have to do is once they come out of bankruptcy, they have to pay down the debt. And what, what Cumulus did was they sold a bunch of their radio stations. Yeah. You know, they, and, and they sold their tower sites. And, and Odyssey's already done that. They've sold, they, they used to own their tower site, the one they're on at 97.1 out in uh, West St. Louis or West St. Char- St. Charles County right there, Brian and Fizey Road. They sold the tower site. That's the tower that, that are that are same tower that our other stations on Westplex 107.1. Okay. So, and, and for the most part, now, now, there may be a time when David Fields, who is the son of the owner, the original founder of the company, uh, who's now running the company, there there may be a coup where the new, uh, you know, the new uh, owners were, you know, the new uh, the debt owners may come in and say, okay, David, you're out. But that didn't happen with iHeart because Bob Pittman is still is still the uh, the the head dude there, you know, before and after the bankruptcy. And I believe her name is Mary Byrne, B-E-R-N. She was the CEO for Cumulus, and she was, you know, the CEO before and after. Um, and I think to a certain extent, uh, these companies realize that radio is a very niche industry, and that if you've got somebody like David Fields, who is a good you know, a good operator in the respect that he runs quality radio stations, he provides a quality product. The problem that we all have, we all have is, is revenue has decreased in the radio business for years and years and years, and it got kicked in the rump by COVID because yeah. 
all of a sudden, everybody just, you know, think about it for a minute. Radio stations, we do ads for events. We do ads for concerts. Right. Yep. And all of a sudden, it's all gone. So yeah. you're not doing advertising. You're not, they've closed down the restaurants. You're not advertising for restaurants. You're not advertising for bowling alleys. You're not advertising for festivals. You know, uh, you're not mm-hmm. advertising for, for, you know, for concerts. And bang, your revenue gets kicked in the, in the, in the rear end. So the mm-hmm. problem there. Okay, I'm trying to go through my list here, okay? I hope I'm not going too fast. NRA, there's been a huge amount of news over the uh, the uh, a weekend with the NRA. You know the whole deal with the NRA? Are you into with that? With Wayne LaPierre. So he's stepping down. And is he doing a consultant role or is well, he just straight up leaving? Let me tell you something. I used to be a member of the NRA, okay? I will no longer belong to the NRA because... What I find with the NRA is they've done the exact same thing that so many of these big, big not-for-profits do, okay? I have a problem with a not-for-profit that is taking money from Joe and Jill, you know... Six-pack. Six-pack, yeah. who, you know, believe in the fact that we sh- we got our Second Amendment rights and the NRA is there to defend us. The second, the NRA went off the tracks, and they did all sorts of weird stuff. At one point in time, they hired, and nothing against, I think she's a very talented woman, but they hired um, uh, Dana, Lash. Dana Lash. And Dana Lash did these bizarre, weird commercials where they were like, the government's out to get you. They're going to come take your toaster away from you. You know, now to a certain extent, now we realize they do want to take your toaster away from you, or at least they want to mm-hmm. take your gas stove away from you. But it got to the point where they weren't really promoting the fact that, hey, there's this thing called the Constitution, and there's this thing called the Bill of Rights, and it has the Second Amendment, and it essentially says, you can have a gun. You know, now people are going to say it says right to bear, militia, you know, all that kind of BS. Okay, let's sort through that stuff. The Supreme Court has agreed with the fact that the Second Amendment has given you rights to have a firearm, okay? But what happened with the NRA was they had their private jets and they had their getaways. Spending a lot of money. You're saying they spent – it's what happened to so many organizations. Like it's what brought down Susan Komen, right? They're, bringing, they're spending so much money on ancillary staff and whatever that it, they get away from their core mission. Well, because of the fact that they're fat and sassy and nobody's going to challenge them. They think yeah. that they're, you know, they're, they think they're 10 foot tall and bulletproof because of, well, we're the NRA. Now, what's interesting about this is, you know, as a political guy, it used to be that the NRA f- figured into huge amount of, oh, you know, he's supported by the NRA, and right. that's a that's Yeah, a their fort. endorsement was a seal of, it was the good housekeeping seal of right. approval for Republicans. And that was a force to be reckoned with. I'll ask you, Mr. John Combest, the guy who watches this for a living, how many times have you heard the NRA brought up about any political races within the last year? Long time. Right. It's been like, like, Hardly, hardly at all, correct? Yeah, it, it, it would be uh, it would be part of a laundry list if you were a candidate and you were talking about who you were endorsed by. Right, and if you know the other situation, there's another guy, this is all NRA news happened within the last you know 72 hours, another guy who was a staffer for a long time, he essentially pled guilty to something or other, and today the trial continues with Letitia James. Does that name ring a bell? This, no, I don't know her. Come on, you don't know who that is? No. Secretary, the the uh, the Attorney General of New York was going after Trump. You know? Oh, okay, yeah. Okay, she's going after the NRA. Tried to throw them into bankruptcy. Tried to throw them into what they call Chapter Seven involuntary bankruptcy because guess where their corporate charter is? State of New York. So mm-hmm. she was trying to throw them, in, and they're still she's still going after them, and to the point where it's like it's like okay, you know, like she's going after Trump. I mean, if you read this stuff, I read this article over the weekend about the trial that's still going on with him in the state of New York. They're trying to take his businesses away from him. 
I mean, because of the fact, and what's interesting is, everybody that she claims that he wronged, they all say, hey, we had, you know, for Deutsche Bank, Deutsche Bank says, you know, yeah, Donald Trump was a great customer. He paid off all of his loans, some of them ahead of time. Yeah. We'd do business with him in a New York minute tomorrow. There is no, there's nobody that came forward and say, yeah, Donald Trump screwed me. Yeah, he had a loan with me. And once again, the situation is she claims her, the, 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 the majority of her her case is the fact that she claims that he overvalued his his property. Okay, guess what? I have a problem with appraisers and all this crazy crap that goes on with real estate agents and the whole bit. If I have a house that's in North County, and I do have a house in North County that if that it was sold for $27,000, okay? Sad situation. It was my parents' house, okay? If I would have been able to pick that house up and drop it into West County somewhere, it would be a three hundred or a, a seven hundred fifty thousand dollar yeah. house. Be a three quarter of a million dollar house. Okay, why is that? Because some appraiser says, well, the real estate values in North County are in toilet, and the real estate values of West County are real high. <laughs> so what? What is that? You know what I mean? I mean that yeah. that would be like you saying when I drive my car in West County, it's worth ten thousand dollars. When I drive my car in North County, it's worth three thousand dollars. Yeah. Can you tell him I'm agitated about stuff like this? Yeah, I can. I like it, though, Brad. Like, this is heat. Like, this brings a little bit of heat to the show. We got to get out of here. Say goodbye, John. Bye, guys. See you tomorrow. It is 8 o'clock.